Wizard of Whiskey presents Swig and Ramble, a podcast for the modern age. Come for the whiskey, stay for the shit show. Featuring Justin Curry at Wizard of Whiskey, Mark Pruitt at Resonant Prose, and Julia Men at The Wee Tipple. And now, pour yourself a drink and enjoy the show. I know you will. Welcome back, Ramblers, to episode 13. It's a doozy tonight, and we're very excited. What our parents drank, a.k.a. the old folk show. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where I get my laugh from, kids, because we are very, very excited to have an extremely special guest with us tonight, Nancy Men, a.k.a. my mom. And I know everyone thinks that they have the best mom in the entire world, And you're all right, but also my mom is the absolute best. She's a big supporter of the show. She loves wine. She loves drinking with me. This is honestly what we do. She's been visiting me and we just, all of our pictures together are us drinking wine. And it's pretty damn fantastic. So we're very excited to have her here. Welcome on to the show. Boys be nice. Thank you very much for having me. (laughs) It's a delight to be here drinking with you. (laughs) I'll drink to that. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) I got nervous when your mom followed the socials. I I didn't know what to think. I had to call Justin and be like, do we let this happen? Do we? Yeah, this person's following us. I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) She comments and she shares our shit. What? It's like she has decades of experience supporting my endeavors. Nice. <laughs> so, well, um, welcome, we welcome Nancy. Yeah, welcome, Nancy. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, <laughs> where the fuck do you think you are? Oh, I think she might have the wrong idea. It's going to be. It's going to be a couple of minutes, and you're going to forget all about that. Yes, yes, I'm familiar with you, gentlemen. (laughs) See see how she's using it as a source of control and power. Yeah. Yeah, Coming in strong. The most most mom thing ever. Yeah. Uh, Before we get into all of the uh, fun main topic shenaniganery, uh, Justin, I think there's something that's really wanting to come out news-wise from you. What's going on? it's been it's been quite a day news wise. Um, you know, we obviously we record these in advance, but today, um, the very first manned commercial space flight uh, occurred. Uh, Richard Branson and several other people were in a shuttle, I guess, some kind of apparatus. They went up. They were up there for four whole minutes. Called a rocket. Um, yeah, it's, it was a whole thing. I technically don't ask me about it, but, um, but it's a great day for space. Um, or is it? Because those of us in the industry, uh, the booze industry, that is, uh, know what happens when anytime we get a new frontier, the booze industry Fs it up. Um, so I, I made a little bit of a comment about this this morning on the, on the socials, but uh, I guess my news topic really is focused on before you start this, America, China, Russia, whoever's going to be up in space, Bezos, Musk, Branson, before you start doing this, please stop. <laughs> please do not take barrels of whiskey up with you and, and be assholes, because I know you're going to. We're going to wind up with Happy Van Winkle Space Aids. We're going to wind up with Ardbeg. There's going to be Brooklotti up wait, in space. Wait, wait, you know we already have space-aged Ardbeg, yeah? Yes. Yeah, so, there's, there's been a couple. That. But and uh, what was it, Petrus, Chateau Petrus? 
Yeah. Again, oh, I remember the story on this a while ago. Yeah. I I now see this. There's a market for it and it's going to be a problem. So please don't do that. But if you do, feel free to send us samples. I'm sure they'll be out of this world. Yeah. The problem that I have is is it's just a wedge to charge more for something that like, like we really need a whiskey that's $50,000 because it's been in orbit. Yeah. And the problem is, is stupid people are going to pay for it. Oh, 100. it's going to be can. an auction. It's going to go crazy. It's going to be a space unicorn, <laughs> which is episode 96, by the way, guys, just in case you were wondering. I'm excited for that episode. It sounds very fun. We should just skip ahead. I have to yeah, go dig up sure. my old newsletter article that I wrote about that. Yeah. There are a couple of different angles there. Some, some folks have... Uh, well, there's the contraband whiskey that's gone up with the astronauts, cosmonauts, obviously. I've not, not stereotypes. Jesus Christ, I'm already getting a phone call from HR. But uh, the there was an issue in the International Space Station where they were hiding whiskey on the space station, what? and yeah, they didn't like it. They they were they were very much against it. Who did uh, it? Like the first it? Am- the ones that were uh, the the space there? the space programs. The space program because they don't know how alcohol impacts you. But that's you sneak something past as a. I mean, it's just like sneaking it past airport security. It's just sneaking it past international space security. Something that would detect that you've brought in. Oh come on, it's humanity. They're always going to find a workaround. Actually, I believe they picked it up at the ISS um, gift shop. The duty free shop duty-free. at the ISS. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I think that the they should be allowed to bring special edition. Well, they should be allowed to bring whatever the hell they want because these guys are simulating conditions that don't exist anywhere else. That's that's it's, true. But do you want them drunk when they're doing yeah. that? And that's yeah. the whole what point. Happens, is, yeah, what happens if you put alcohol in space? That's a good question. Scientifically, that's a good question. It's a valid question. We you think we're going to send people to Mars and they're never going to want to drink? The first thing they're going to do is build a still. Yeah. Look what they did in Mass. They were there for one episode. They had a still. Oh, there you go. Mash. <laughs> Who's got a uh, my match? Well, yeah. Speaking of, I, it sounds like you're on a bit of a ranty roll. Do you want to keep I, going? You know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in. You know what really sours my match is that I don't rant enough. Um, <laughs> I used to rant all the time. I was famous for my rants. My sister would call me up and say, hey, I need a rant. 39 minutes later, you know, she was like, okay, take a breath. Um, so I will apologize to my adoring fans and our adoring fans. I'm going to rant a lot more from now on. So you can, you can, you can take that to the bank. Can we get or some people to step never. up and admit that they're fans of Justin? That's going to be do. a tough one. I do. Hi, Nancy followed me. Boom. That's one. Um, that's not my mother. Boom. Uh, yeah. You your association with me. That's my oh, mother. Okay. That's following you. <laughs> Isn't your own mother also following you? I, I don't invite my mother to these things. <laughs> she would she would listen and then she would call me. You shouldn't talk like that. <laughs> no, actually, mom, if you're listening, I'll send you the link. You should follow. You should engage with us. You should do all on the social medias. Um, yeah, because yeah. we're not just for the young hipster millennial crowd. We're just a couple of, well, couple, we're not a couple, we're three. We are three triplets, crotchety old men that 
you know, <laughs> like to be curmudgeon and talk shit about whiskey and wine. It was great. Episode uh, 14 or whatever's next definitely needs to be your mom, Justin. We, we need to make that happen. <laughs> we need to get insights into your childhood. Ooh, that's, I'm going to leave that for the professionals that he really probably sorely needs because I'm a huge fan of everyone going to see a therapist. Anyway, that's, that's, yeah. You know what? I was going to talk about traffic, but having just said that about therapy, that's what sours my mash. The still the mental, the stigma around mental health. Uh, thankfully, I am seeing huge changes in the positive aspect side of things. It's becoming more open and okay to talk about. I would like to see a lot more of it. And I'm soured that it has taken this bloody damn long. There we go. That sours my uh, I'm semi I'm semi-okay with it, but I think I need to draw a line. And where I need to draw the line is I think this bullshit about there being like mindfulness or there being like therapy apps on your phone. That's bullshit. That's, that's, that's not putting in the work and look without getting into a lot of detail, I've put it in the work. Okay. Um, and, and, and it's difficult. And I think we need to get out of the mindset that it's something that you can just put on your phone and be like, Hey, you know, I, I feel better. I think that there's a false sense of security around that. And, I, I agree 100% that it's a good thing that the stigma is kind of dying down on it, but I don't want it to become, you know, hey, Julia, I went to the therapist this week. How are you doing? <clears throat> Wait, why not? I do that with my friends or they do that with me. And maybe I, I, we don't talk about specifics about, yeah, I'm not going to have another therapy session with my friends about my therapy session, but. Yeah, so so let me clarify. I, I don't want to. I don't want to trivialize it, I guess, is more of where I'm going. Normalize, yes, I agree with. I don't want to trivialize it. And, no, and I, I think talking that's about a... it trivializes it. Okay, fair enough. I think it normalizes it. Whatever, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah, fine. Fuck off, Mark. <laughs> Everyone, take a drink to that. And Nancy! Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, no. Oh, you might have missed that episode. You might not have been... See how, do you see it? It's Mrs. Men, you see Where... how nasty she is? What have I ever done... For this sort of behavior. Wow, you we are, you are really, for one. Yeah, uh, you are really trying to cut into this 30-year bond that she and I have. Is this that, really where this episode is this episode gonna go here? Is that uh, is it where when Justin's ganging episode? up on me too? I you know yeah. It's about time. It's the reckoning of Mark. But actually, I'm interested to hear if you, Mom, have any sour is your mash. Because she's like such a nice person. <laughs> I want to know what she says. <laughs> I, 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 bidi, bidi, bidi. Hey, I <laughs> voice fuck up on this topic. But I guess the thing I that came up with is humidity and my hair not curling when it's humid outside. Yeah, and that just it it does annoy me. Hardly to the degree of souring my mash, but it is fun, a frustrating, annoying thing. It's a, it's a minor annoyance. But the other thing that annoys me, during COVID, my hairdresser wouldn't, I couldn't see her, for one. And then when I could see her, she wasn't going to color my hair anymore because she was concerned it was fragile. 
So I'm having to grow it out during COVID and it really bugged me. My girlfriends in my winos group and winos is W-I-N-E-A-U-X. Because they're fancy. Yeah, we are. And pretentious. <laughs> and uh, bougie AF. <laughs> but they have beautiful white hair. And I'm like, You're, my hair's not going to be like that. They have this gorgeous white hair. Uh, Perry, Masu, Karen. Karen doesn't. She's younger. And that really upset me until my hair finally grew all the way out and I am happy with it. But also I think, and granted, if we have any hairstylist ramblers, please feel free to set me right. But I thought her colorist saying that was bullshit. And because she was saying, if she colored my mom's hair again, it was gonna fall out. Like, come on, I've been dying my hair for 15 years. Her last. But this is, this is what <laughs> Swig and Ramble is about. We're swigging and we're rambling. Welcome. Well, I just have to say one of the funniest things that happened while my hair was growing out is my grandson comes up. He's four years old. He says, Grandma, what's that black stuff on top of your head? <laughs> just an honest little kid. It was coming yeah. out darker than it had been. I, I think that that's awesome, oh, Justin. I, I'm sorry, Justin. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. By all means, please. No, no. Go You're up next. Nope. I have, I have you had something. To say. To I was say. just. I was. I, all I said was, "Kids say the darndest things." That's all I was going to say. <laughs> no, I was going to say, Nancy is Hall of Fame for the the sole reason that she gave a shout out to her girlfriends in the Wino group. That to me is just absolutely mm -hmm. priceless. Yep. That, that's awesome yeah love them and love those gals once a week if we outside as often as possible two o'clock saturdays yeah there it is so what's uh mark what sour is your mash so i'm gonna back up justin on this one because uh as i've gotten to know you both over these uh several episodes that we've all worked together i've definitely got up under uh julia's skin uh, but I haven't been able to get up under, visibly get up under Justin's skin just yet. Him, He's absolutely called me on uh, the morning after and he's yelled at me a couple of times. But uh, yeah, I, I think we need to get some uh, some fire in his veins or uh, whatever we can do. I, I, I don't know, but but I'm but I'm all in. He he just doesn't get fired up enough about stuff. It's just imperturbable. Mark, you just need to be more of a dick. Wow. Thank, I thank you. Thank you. I'm on record as disagreeing with well, the concept. Look, I, I could go for the cheap stuff if you want. I, I could get up under his skin in about two sentences, but I'm smarter than to do that right now. Yeah, we have a lot of whiskey coming our way. You don't want to wrestle the bear. Well, if there's anybody in this group who's professional at poking the bear, it's me. It's very true. That's yeah. Good. Well, well, this is a drinking show. So somebody, what's in your glass, Mark? What's in your glass, man? Uh, well, for reasons that, that will come evident here in just a bit, um, I'm throwing together an old standard here. Uh, you know they can't see you. They literally cannot see what you were just holding up to the camera. And I was just doing that for you. And I was just about <laughs> to say what the fuck it is that I was drinking before you interrupted me get to the point man you are the one that normally interrupts this 
shit show. So, mm. Mm. Um, I am drinking Wild Turkey 101, uh, a great old standard. And uh, I'll be able to tell you a little bit more about it uh, a little bit later. Um, it's hot, it's bourbony, and I love it. Justin, what do you got? Um, you know, it's funny. My my parents weren't really big drinkers. Um, so I, I I needed to snack a little bit. So I grabbed some goldfish, a little dark chocolate, and I grabbed... 12? You're drinking Cheez-Its the other... Eating cheese it's the other day. Now you're eating goldfish. Yeah. Um, Is it nap time? Well, next next episode it'll be Cheetos. Cheetos puffs, not crunch. Ooh. Greedy um, oh, Oak, a little day drinker bourbon. This is their Texas bourbon. Um, it's okay. I threw it on some rocks, and uh, I'm in, I'm enjoying the hell out of it with a little bit of a uh, like I said, a little bit of dark chocolate, a little bit of uh, uh, goldfish. Nice. Uh, the the dinner of champions. There you go. I mean, our our dinner is wine. I'm not drinking this, but I want to. Oh, Nancy left. Wow, oh, Nancy got up and walked away already. I, we, didn't we, do, we have we didn't guys, do we had our first guest walk off of the set. That is fantastic. We're going to be so huge. We're going to be Kardashian huge right now. Um, you, she's like ranting as she's walking away oh, from the. Oh, yeah, hold on. <laughs> okay. Hold on. I didn't. I was not as prepared as I. I'm not drinking this, but it is. But we could be incredibly delicious. Is put out by Fifth State Distillery. It's called Chocolate XS, and it is. Delicious. It's a chocolate liqueur made with real chocolate. It's fantastic. I think I might have actually talked about this. Yeah, you talked about this the the other day. She has great taste too. So good. And I'm taking, we're having a garden party in a couple of weeks and I'm going to serve this. Mm. And I also got some lemon cello from them that I'm going to put in some lemonade. Nice. Okay, so wait a minute. You didn't say anything about them making a lemon cello. Oh yeah, they make a limoncello and an orange. That stuff is. And they yeah, what else? They make one. They make a bunch of delicious. They make shit. this with orange in it, don't they? Don't they? They do. They make a. Orange? They make a oh chocolate gosh, orange. They one. are so worth. Oh, you don't live here, but it's they are so <laughs> worth a trip. Fifth state. Yeah. I mean, wonderful, wonderful. The fifth state's in Connecticut, right? Yes. Yeah. that we're the fifth state of something something whatever um but what we're actually drinking in our actual glasses right now we'll actually probably have some of that chocolate stuff after we're done with our wine because now i've yeah, remembered it and it's delicious um i had gotten so as i mentioned earlier we love drinking wine together and i have a lot of wine in my house but you know temperatures have been a bit extreme lately and honestly while i know how to store wine properly do i always do it no, I don't. That's just on me. Um, so I pulled out a bottle of Montepulciano, and honestly, I don't know what brand it is because I got it because there was no label on it. Um, I just knew uh, what it was. Um, and I tasted it, and I made this wild face, and Justin was like, what the fuck is wrong? And I'm like, "It. oh my god, it tastes like the smell of wet dog and iron, like if you were licking that. And yet... Tastes my mother to me yeah she she it's didn't find i don't know apparently my mouth is the one with the issue so she's still drinking that Montepulciano. i have switched over to i like dogs yeah <laughs> i like dogs too and i prefer cats but i also don't prefer tasting them that's no that's yeah, yeah. so i'm having an argentinian cab which is 
simple, delightful, low end, but imminently quaffable. Nowhere near as low end as the wine I started out on as a young person. Oh, do tell us. Boone's Farm Strawberry Hill. <laughs> where God oh, has dry wine That's wine. good stuff right there. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Gotta start somewhere. But hey, at I, least she she has evolved. Yeah, that was many moons ago. Yeah, she has since evolved. There are people that come into the shop and they still, that is the only thing they buy. They're older folks. And no. that is all that they buy is boons. I didn't know they even still made it. Oh, they I've do. Not looked for it since. Well, I'm I, not going to show you where we have it. <laughs> I worked my way through college at a grocery store and the two number one things that were stolen the most were Boone <laughs> or Boone's Farm and Thunderbird for two different, completely different reasons, two completely demographic, different demographics. Boone's Farm would get stolen on Thursday and Friday nights for the high school kids that were wanting to get drunk. Thunderbird would get stolen whenever because that's a total winos drink. What is Thunderbird? Isn't that a TV show? <laughs> Isn't it a cartoon? Oh, it's a kind of car. Yep. I think that was Thundercats. Thunderbirds was a cartoon. Oh, it was. Though there was soup, they were super marionettes. And yes, there was the Thundercats that Justin pulled out of his hat. Um, I have to be honest in that I actually don't know what it is. Ooh, are you looking up on your phone right now? Yeah, it is. I am looking it up. I'm I'm cheating right now. Well, Thunderbird was a. It's called finding out. Flavored wine. Oh, uh, flavored. it was. It's fortified it was, wine. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it was. Um, I I also remember Thunderbird back in the day. Um, but it was like eight dollars a liter or something. I yeah. mean, it had the stereotypical big jug with the stupid handle on it, and that you know people would they. Two oh, fingers, they would, and they'd go running out the front door of the store with jugs of Thunderbird. <laughs> wow, that seems like a very difficult thing to steal. But yep, also we've no, had people steal all sorts of shit. Wrong. So yeah. oh yeah, people suck. Don't steal, please. Don't steal. Just don't. As yeah, just a point, please stop. <laughs> I uh, I I can't tell you how many bottles of Boone's Farm. God, that just brings back so many memories of when when I would get that for my friends. But how many bottles of Boone's Farm I've pulled out of backpacks or under jackets and things like that? It's it's just insane. No, mm. we we could get into the history of Thunderbird, uh, but we'd have to deep, dive deep into Gallo, which I don't want to do because I want them on our good side. <laughs> um, but uh, but Thunderbird. The reason it was so popular, it was a 17 and a half generally percent alcohol. So it was up there. In jug format. So yeah. fun. Super jug. Yeah. Well, this this is a fun episode. We've already obviously gotten into the main topic, which is what our parents drank. So we know my mom started out on Boone's Farm, but and it, light beer. The two but the two percent, I forget what it was. Uh, Coors. I lived in Colorado in my college years and we were allowed to drink what i think they called 2.2.0 or something like that it's a lower alcohol beer and that's we didn't care <laughs> we got to have beer at 18 whatever and 
So got started on beer. The, the Boone's Farm came later at, when I was working. Oh, really <laughs> moving up in that <laughs> world. <laughs> Kept it in my desk drawer and thankfully never got caught, never lost my job. Wow. How <laughs> stupid. Do you normally keep whiskey in a desk drawer or like hard liquor? I did not drink whiskey or hard liquor in those days. But you do now. I am just... But not at the, work. the wholesome image that I had of your mom is just shattered. <laughs> I keeping a bottle of Boone's in the desk. <laughs> that that really shattered it for you. That's hardcore. That's that's Hell's Angels level shit right there. All right. <laughs> yeah, that totally they, is. They do. I know the Hell's Angels drink that's, a lot of Boone's Farm. Yeah. Okay, that's so, something you would expect George Plumpton to have in his desk. <laughs> so what sort of shenanigans did you get up to with the yeah. Boone's farm in your desk? That's that's a question that, that I have. It's like, why did I even bring it to work? Why did I, why would I do that? I have no idea. I don't remember actually how I went about drinking it at work. You know, what do you I was just an idiot. <laughs> young people can be that. And I was. Can I think most young people are. Most young people are oh. idiots. I would take out the young. Yep. Also very true. Yeah. In my neck of the woods, if you could get a hold of Boone's Farm, that made you very popular and it got you invited to parties. Oh. Well, we're the ones that have always really kind of thrown the parties, I'd say. At least um, when I was growing up, no. not like, not raging house parties, but my parents really enjoy entertaining. So we've always been the place people come and... Honestly, I don't really know what, when my dad started drinking um, or what he was drinking when he was younger, but I do know he is big into the, into the whiskey world. And he was the one that actually introduced me to bourbon for the first time. And he gave me, it was a redemption, their high rye bourbon. And I remember him trying to tell me the difference between bourbon versus <clears throat> whiskey versus scotch. And this was years ago. So well before I became certified Scotch ambassador and la-di-da. And I was just so confused and didn't understand it. And he was super passionate about it. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And You're certified? Now, yeah, I know. They certify lunacy. It's great. They, they let women get certified now? Whoa. I'm just kidding. Oh, oh my God. The W and we set stands for. W set. <laughs> we set. W set. It's a W and W set. Is this the one where you get you get the book and you study, or did you do a, a much higher level course of achievement there? Uh, this what I'm talking about with the Scotch certification. That's the Whiskey Ambassador LTD. Mm. It was a mm -hmm. day long course that I took when I was in Scotland, uh, and I also did their Gin Ambassador course and passed that. So it was fun. It was just a one day in person event. Yeah, no, that would be fascinating. I'd love to do those. I yeah. think it would be it would be cool to get a lot smarter. I, I have a couple of follow up questions if I could ask yeah. uh, Nancy. Um, you know, something that's very interesting to me is um, mm -hmm. how have your tastes evolved? So you we've you've started at this low percentage 18 year old available to young people, Coors Light, and keeping Boone's Farm in your desk. Uh, what was the journey? Where are you now? Like, what are you drinking now? What do you keep in your desk now? <laughs> Nothing in my desk. 
We do have, we have an Um, entire room in their, well, they have an entire room in their house called the single malt lounge, which is where they keep all their alcohol. So that's where she keeps it. (laughs) And uh, actually I I drank beer that my husband and I both drank beer primarily in the early days of our marriage and our early days of having children. And uh, then we, and a few times we just had a little more beer than we should have had. And we realized we've got kids, we better not do this. So we actually quit drinking completely for about 10 years, maybe 15. And then we decided, hey, I think we can do this without going over the top and getting drunk all the time or even <laughs> irregularly. So, and we, so we did, we were, and I think we're able to drink responsibly and enjoyably and so are you still into wine or do you do you have a favorite spirit uh, my favorite liquor is uh would be jameson do you, are we talking just their regular do you like their black barrel do you like their coffee or their i've, I've never had their coffee i just like oh. the jameson the regular jameson is my favorite of all but my husband has a huge uh, uh, collection of whiskeys. He's really enjoyed branching out into that. So I, I, we'd been in um, Scotland and I tried the peated and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. Well, <laughs> I have my, again, my taste buds have changed. I don't know if they've matured or not, but they have changed. And I enjoy a pretty broad range of liquor, whiskeys and bourbon and but I tend to drink more wine than any other thing. I drink far less beer because I found I have a allergic to the cop, the hops in it. The cops? They're putting the hops. cops in beer yeah, these days. Hops, oh, geez. Hops, 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 hops. hops. <laughs> yeah. Those so wine is my beverage of choice traditionally, typically. Yeah. Um, before we and move red, on to- uh... Red and dry. Before we move on to the Rambler's choices and then Mark and, and my, you know, kind of parent stories, um, Nancy, is there anything embarrassing you can tell us about about young Julia here? Something you'd um, like no. to share with us? No, because I was a perfect Julia, child. Thank Julia, you very much. Julia. Julia, we're not talking to you. There's, some, there's, a phone, there's a phone call in the other room for you, Julia. Yeah. <laughs> Just let your mom go, go take the phone call. No, I, I honestly can't. Don't have anything off the top of my head embarrassing about her. She's a very good kid. Nancy, there has to be something. It's it, we we need leverage. We need something on. I'm sorry, guys. Can... She's the youngest of six children. I barely remember who she is. What can I say? <laughs> there was a lot that got left by the wayside with me. I just kind of figured a lot of things out. They literally left me I by the wayside, even... though. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> tell it. You tell it. Well, yeah, well this is this is turn. Now I'm going to embarrass mom, so sorry. That's okay. But we were on family vacation out west somewhere, and we, obviously, there were eight of us, six kids, two parents, and we had this giant van. Um, and so we'd all pile in and go on these road trips. And... There was, we were out exploring some deserty place and there was some cool water. There was like a little waterfall and a stream. And so I was playing around and they just left me. And then they, they get back 
Oh, okay. You can you can chime in oh, if you she's think that's her different. She, she has an alternate version of the story. Yeah, she remembers uh, the story different. Give us, give us the truth, Nancy. That happening. I'm so ashamed I don't even remember. Yeah. It well, and not only did they leave me behind, they eventually came back and found me. Were really angry, and then I got put into timeout in the hotel. <laughs> Yes, you weren't paying attention and didn't follow. Them. Yeah, I was like six. Oh, I'm so sorry. Traumatized. She got traumatized quite a bit, I think, as a young person. <laughs> Hashtag why I'm in therapy. <laughs> and why you drink wine. And why we drink wine. But oh, yeah, wow. there's that. You were the only one we left behind. We left somebody else behind once. Went back and got him as well. Eventually, you realized you're missing one. Yeah, well. There it is. Were you guys ever left behind by your parents? Do you have any traumatizing experiences you care to share? A point of contention with my wife is me talking about stories. Um, my parents love to go to Vegas and we would, as soon as my father would get home on a Friday night, we would leave and we would go to Vegas and they would go and gamble in the casino and I'd go to bed in the room. Well, when I got a little bit older, my dad would give me 40 bucks and they would drop me off at Circus Circus in the arcade where the circus show was going on. And I got to spend the day playing video games, watching circus shows and being by myself. And they would be at another casino gambling. And my wife hates that story. My wife just wow, is like, awesome. my wife's like, what the fuck was wrong with your parents leaving you at Circus Circus with 40 bucks? And if you needed something, there were no cell phones. There was no way, you know, just didn't even know where they were, how to be at the, be at the front door at five o'clock or, you know, whatever it was. But I remember that I remember, I remember going to uh, the Imperial palace and watching the uh, show, the legends, legends on parade or the, the, the legend show where it was, all of the impersonators that were coming through. There was one time um, where my dad was so happy because he got tickets to go see Crystal Gale. And I got to see Crystal Gale perform uh, when I was very young. It's one of my very earliest memories of um, seeing live music. Uh -huh. nice. Just absolutely unreal. Yeah, that was when parents, it was a different time. $40, first of all, was a was lot of money different. back then. That was a lot of money. A lot yes. of money back then. I I was lucky to get like five bucks. Um, I my parents never left me. Um, but <laughs> I was, um, not that I remember. Um, if I'm being honest, but um, there <clears> was <throat> a time when the school left me. We were in downtown Memphis, which, if you've ever been, is not a place you want to leave children. Even then, um, we were at the Imperial Tombs of China. It was the first time that uh, since they had uncovered uh emperor chen's uh tombs you know giant you know grave uh you know site that they had let some of these things out of the country uh on a goodwill tour or whatever and it just happened to come to memphis and so we went as a school you know field trip um i told my teacher they're all fucking dead now i'm sure i, I hope they are uh, Told my teacher, Mr. Williams, I said, I'm going to run back in because we had time and grab a little soldier, a little, you know, terracotta warrior. Because um, at the gift shop, I ran back in, came back out, the buses were gone. I 
like, okay, did I go out the wrong exit? So I walked back in, walked to the, another exit. And then I walked outside, walked around the entire, and this was a, a big complex, um, walked around the entire museum outside and then went back in the front door, went up to the security desk or the front desk. And I said, hi, can I speak to, and I was like, and maybe what, what, how old are people in fifth, sixth grade? Fourth, fifth grade for 10. Yeah. So I went up, I said, Hey, can you, can you call the school? (laughs) You guys should have a record of the school, you know, of, of, you know, the elementary school. Um, And they called the parent was on call apparently with security. They called the parent, some random parent came to pick me up. And as a result of them leaving me, they weren't going to let me go on the next trip, which was to the caves in Arkansas. My mother practically burned down the school. Yes, Mama Bear. Yeah, she wasn't putting up with that shit. She, when they told, when they said, no, you can't, she actually waited until school had started, came in and her name was Mrs. Nelson. She was the crustiest old hag. The, I mean, I swear to you, she had taught Ulysses S. Grant. Like she was just an old crazy bitch. And my, in front of the class, my mother went in there and just raked her over the coals. That's a very nice way of putting it. Long story short, I got to go on the trip and I still have the rocks that I bought at the gift shop. So <laughs> cheers to your mother. And oh, yeah. yeah. So you could say you were walking in Memphis, Justin. I w- wow. wow. <laughs> Good one. Just, yeah, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. So I'm not going to let that rest until we have Marcone on the show. Isn't is Marcone dead? I'm just curious. No, for not, God's sakes, no, he's not dead. All right. Well, hey, if he's alive, if you're alive, Mark, we'd love to have you on the show. And when we say hashtag fuck off, Mark, we are not talking about you, sir. Well, he yeah. spells his name with a C, not a K. Perfect. So, unfortunately, him spelling his name incorrectly is a good thing for us. Well, there you go. Wow. And you just insulted him. Yeah, Took two seconds. Well, at least I know what his music is. Before we get to the Ramblers, tell us a little bit about what your parents drank. Um, <laughs> so uh, for those of you who don't know, my mother is a, was, I should say, uh, she came from Korea. She came from the North. Um, a full-blooded Korean woman who came over the border to the South. And uh, a very street smart um a very sort of plain spoken, get to the point kind of person. I don't know how I evolved out of that, but that's a mystery for another day. Um, uh, speaking of psychotherapy without diving into, you know, huge lessons of psychotherapy, uh, my mom's favorite thing to do was to take her troubles out on a bottle of Manischewitz. Um, didn't really drink much. She would drink champagne on you know, as she got older, they would go on cruises and she would drink champagne and that was kind of it. She didn't, she didn't have a big taste for alcohol, uh, unless she was trying to soak some troubles in it. Um, my father, for as long as I could remember, always drank, um, you know, I bottom shelf bourbon in seven. Uh, my earliest memory of alcohol is my father giving me, uh, he would, he would drink, uh, Seagram's, Seagram's VL and seven up together. That was a thing. And once in a while, I'd, 
I'd get a sip of that or whatever. And he, I remember he was with a buddy and they were drinking shots and he's like, do you want to try this? I was very young. And, you know, of course, everybody knows what happens there. I was like, you know, I took a sip and it was like death. It was like fire in my mouth. So um, going back to the beginning of the show, the reason that I brought out the bottle of Wild Turkey 101 is to this day, my father drinks Wild Turkey 101 and 7-Up. So uh, cheers to you, Dad. He was here a couple of weeks ago for uh, a dinner, and uh, we I think we killed about two-thirds of this bottle <laughs> together. So uh, uh, my dad doesn't get into the fancy stuff. Uh, I, he, he came over, and I showed him like a High West American Prairie bourbon, and I poured him a couple of other things, some Kentucky Owls, some Old Forester 1910, and a few other things. But he likes his Wild Turkey 101. He, uh, when he retired from his job, they gave him this really nice, uh, I think it's Master's Keep. It's a bottle of Wild Turkey Master's Keep, and you know, once in a great while, he'll 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 break that out. Um, I think I've seen my father drink a beer two, three, four times in my lifetime. He had a kidney stone, so he had to drink beer. Um, and maybe a few other times on a cruise ship or whatever, we'll, we'll drink a beer here or there together, but, um, uh, mostly just a uh, wild Turkey one-on-one bourbon. And that's kind of, I don't know, my fascination with it started out from there. And of course I drank everything I could get my hands on when I was in college, allegedly, but you know, um, I had a very similar road myself. Uh, my parents very rarely drank when I was a child. I remember Manischewitz in the house because it was a sweet kosher wine. Not that kosher mattered, but it was a sweet wine that they could get around the holidays. That's really the only time I remember them drinking, uh, even never to excess. Um, I was just talking with my wife on my drive home, and we were I'm trying to remember. I asked her just similar, you know, like, hey, what were your parents drinking? And she was. Sorry. We lost Justin. He's fallen over. For for those of you who can't see. So yeah, um, like I was saying, we Mark and I have a very similar kind of uh, you know circumstance. Uh, my parents didn't drink all that much. My wife's parents didn't drink all that much. So when I was thinking, well, what did they really drink? Um, I do remember a very similar situation where my grandfather, in fact, he was not a drinker drinker, but he would have a glass of something bourbon, some kind of whiskey, sometimes Hennessy, sometimes a little cognac or something. Um, whatever. Again, this was the South. So it wasn't like it, there was a ton of, you know, high end, um, high end stuff around. So uh, I was maybe five or six and he, and I walked up to him like, Hey, what are you drinking? I think it was uh, bourbon or something. And he, he's like, here, take a sip. Just kind of messing with me. And I tasted it. And uh, I was like, Oh, this is interesting. And he, you'd, you'd see his face turn white because he was expecting a very similar reaction. He was expecting me to spit it out and say, oh, this is disgusting and never touch it again. Well, the joke's on him because <laughs> I went into whiskey for a career. So um, you, you just triggered a memory and I have to share. I, I, I'm going to interrupt you on this one because my dad's father, my grandfather died when I was very young and my grandfather and my grandmother. I never met my grandparents on my mother's side of the family. So I only knew one set of grandparents. So my grandmother, um, 
she didn't drink, but she smoked like a chimney and she smoked camel or I'm sorry, lucky strike unfiltered cigarettes. And when she was older, she drank the camel unfiltered because I guess lucky strike had gone away. But my grandfather, literally the only memory that I have of my dad's dad is I was sick one day and my parents, something was going on or something was happening and I needed to go to my grandparents' house to stay for the day. And my grandfather said, come on, Mark, let's go. And he took me to the bar that he always went to. And the bartender said, well, he can't sit at the bar. He can go sit at a table. So I sat at the table drinking Shirley Temples and my grandfather went and got shit-faced at the bar. And then he stopped at the liquor store and came home and the guy drank beer like a like I, nothing I have ever seen. Addiction runs through my family, by the way, um, but I'm not an addict. Uh, anyways, uh, th- that is literally one of the only memories that I have of my dad's father. And I never told him that story until... It's less than 10, less than 10 years ago. I told him that story. And, you know, my father just had this look on his face and my father says, you know, I'm really sorry that that happened. And I'm like, I'm not even mad. I'm not even upset with that, but it's just literally the only memory that I have of the guy is just going with him in the car to the bar and sitting at the bar or sitting at a table in the bar in the middle of the day and he was getting shit-faced, and he's like, okay, let's go home. (laughs) Wow. Well, you're not the only one uh, with some stories about their parents or grandparents drinking, so I know we're running a bit short on time, but we wanted to just share some rambler tales about what their parents drank. So I'll kick things off with Mary's parents were big highball fans, which is whiskey and soda, until they took a trip to Paris where they really got turned on to Chablis. Um, and after Mary's I believe dad, that's pronounced Chablis. Oh, Chablis. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and also, for those of you who might be newer to the wine world, Chablis is a region in France known for their white wine made out of Chardonnay. So it's a very dry white wine. Um, And after Mary's dad died, her mom tried to branch out into things like gin and tonics with her kids, but uh, her go-to always remained dry white wine from that point on. So that was just all heartwarming, a little sweet. Thanks, Mary, for sharing. We appreciate that. Um, So one of our regulars, Bonnie, uh, shared, uh, they they kind of started a little bit later, as did my parents, by the way. They didn't really get into wine until I started bringing home stuff. uh, apparently, they didn't start drinking until after her sister moved out. Um, apparently, her dad has been making up for lost time uh, pretty enthusiastically, sharing bottle shots and and trying to to get some hot scores. So maybe we'll uh, maybe cool. We'll have, I love that story. Yeah, maybe we'll have Bonnie uh, share some of those some of those pics of what he's uh, snagging. So yeah, it's a great story here from Sunish. What's up, Sunish? Um, his mom used to make their own wine, and that's all she drank. Um, but I guess his grandfather was particularly fond of scotch. It's, um, I, if I'm not correct, Sunish grew up in another part of the, the globe. And, and it's just kind of interesting the people that tell stories around that. Yeah. I want to know what kind of wine she was making. Was it, was it like grape wine? Was it fruit wine? Was it some other sort of wine? Let's, but, uh, let's find out. Yeah, yeah. We got to find that out. Sunish, you got to clarify that for us. Yeah. Yep. John. Sir, I don't know you. 
but I do know your parents, they're fabulous people, and their go-tos were gin gimlets, which in case you don't know, is a fantastic, delicious, utterly yummy drink of gin, lime juice, and simple served in a martini glass. So sign me up. Very classy, very bougie. Cheers to gin gimlets. No offense, fuck gin. Hey, fuck off, Mark. Everyone take a shot. Well, uh, Fiona, another regular and potential guest, perhaps soon. We'll see how that all goes. Uh, apparently, her mom, uh, or mom, uh, drank wine, and her dad uh, was a rum and beer kind of guy. So that's really cool. Um, I'm curious to know what kind of rum. Like, were these straight rums, or was it always a mix, you know, mixed yeah. with cola or mixed with something? Was it a rum cocktail? Um, so I'd be interested to learn to learn that. So Fiona, yeah. let it let us know. Robert, another regular. Is this Robert? Robert? Is this our our little Robert here? Yeah, it is oh. indeed our little. Hey, Robert. what's up, Robert? Um, his parents always had wine, but uh, he's been doing a good job of corrupting them with bourbon and scotch. But Robert has kind of a flaw. He likes the swampy stuff. Oh you know, yeah, the the peated crap and. Swampier oh, better. Oh, we will be discussing that at a later date with HR present, sir. Uh, what are you talking right. about? Guys, I think that's all the time we have. Somebody bring us home. Don't forget to visit our socials. Swigandramble.com at Befluence, at The Wee Tipple, at Resonant Pros. Uh, definitely like, interact, let us know uh, your stories. We'd love for you to follow up on that. And if you would, well, before we get that far, I, I, I'd just like to say thanks to uh, your mom, Julia, Nancy. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. If you are not busy on a night when we are recording, I would love to have you and your wine group on with us after maybe after you guys have had a couple of pops and you guys are feeling a little saucy i think that that would be an awesome episode i'd love to hear stories from the vault and and you know what even if you can't tell us on the show i really i we need some leverage on julia julia has this sort of mysterious pristine image and she always tells us that she didn't get into trouble she didn't do that i think that is total and complete bullshit i think that there's something in there that we just we need something we need something to 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 just you know rein her in a little bit high probability that if there was any mischief we got in it together quite possibly wine was definitely involved well that's okay we we absolve you of any wrongdoing that's for sure we just we just want to make sure we've got a just a little something something on julia you know how that is good luck yeah thanks tight all right, everybody. Listen, uh, Nancy, again, thanks for your time. We appreciate you being here. Um, anytime you want to fill in for Julia, you're, you're more than welcome to do so. And for you, the audience, uh, please join us next time when we discuss those assholes who only want pink squirrels. I don't know what the fuck that is, but it sounds awesome. Let's try. Oh, come it's, on. It's yeah. one of those, like, uh, uh, dinner, dinner. Oh, my God. What's the word? Dinner club drinks. Yeah. Um, it's creme de cacao. We'll, we'll get into that later. Thanks. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Follow us at Swig and Ramble on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter for more fermented fuckery. Cheers.